0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Martian and Ozzy podcast. I am the Martian, joined by my co host, as always, Ozzy. And this week, we're going to be talking about the UFC Vera versus Cruz card going down in San Diego, California. Another kind of weak card, but with a great main event. Amazing fight uh, main event for this card. And uh, how are we doing this week, my man?
1: Hell yeah, fucking right. um Yeah, the UFC, you know, this is vacation season. I said it last week, I think. Um, some people. You know, uh, take vacations to UFC events like my boy Jonah Schiffman. But you know, we got this card at the top. They're building it around Dominic Cruz, a legendary fighter, one of the best uh, 135er ever. Um, and it it just connects to me because I remember freaking watching Versus, watching you know Dominic Cruz beat up like Brian Bowles and these motherfuckers. So I'm looking forward to it. Unfortunately, I will not be catching. I'll I'll see what I can finagle, but I'm definitely trying to be up in front of a screen. Watching Dominic Cruz do his thing at the uh at the end of this night at some point. Um, watching this main event, but the the rest of the card I could definitely do without.
0: You'll be touching grass during this card again, just like
1: last week. Yeah, multiple weekends touching grass. You know, we we try to keep up. I've, it's been it's been too good, decent. I mean, last week was good. This week, hopefully, we 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 roll that success over. I mean, I'm not even interested in the Kamaru Uzman pay per view. I I got something going on that day as well, so. Yeah, we're uh, we're mixing up the you know the playbook, if you will. Yeah,
0: last week was good. Uh, three point one three unit win for me. Uh, both prop bets hit, and uh, Usman comes through as a dog. Jeff Neal looks amazing in his performance, and even the losing bets that I had, Edgar Santos and Gonzalez, I'm uh, I'm very satisfied with those, even though they lost. What about you, Ozzy? How'd you do?
1: Gonzalez? Oh no, Santos. Yeah, Santos. Yeah, ah, uh, you had Edgar. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, start off the night pretty good. Bueno Silva, I honestly, I, I bet a little bit on her. Uh, no scorecards as well, just because I mean, it was just a good bet, I think, for Bueno Silva. So you know, that was fortunate. You know, we 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 agreed on that in Mikau, uh by KO, which was nice. Probably should have had you know late laid more there. And then we the 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 late pivot to the Sakai over one and a half comes through. Um, I honestly was pretty. I was started getting inebriated early on on saturday so i did not put down that jeff neal bet uh uzman like i was texting people like hey let me know when jeff neal starts fighting because i wanted to bang more down on him so yeah it was a very good card very good and i think did i make one i made one live bet no i don't think i made any live it was the card i didn't watch the card what am i talking about um oh oh neal- i know i did i caught the uh after the first round i watched the hill fight. I saw a little bit of that, and I did put, like, a small live bet on it. It was a good card. It was a good night for me.
0: Yeah, very good all, card all, for me. All around. Yeah. Three um...
1: three Three and a half units up, 3.53.
0: The Spivak most takedowns—that was a good one. That was a good one for me. Got got another got another most takedown bet. We'll talk about a little later. Uh, but yeah, so the, uh, our best bet parlay last week—it uh, was technically canceled because Ozzy's was the Lipsky Cachoeira. I sent him a text today. I said we need a new best bet. He says Sakai Spivak over one and a half. I sent the tweet out with McCall KO, and we cashed. You know, we we had a little little audible there, but we still we still managed to profit. Uh, uh, shout out to anybody who got in on that Um, and uh, that'll do it for last week's recap we got 13 fights this week a lot of rescheduled fights three fights we've already talked about on the card so uh, don't fault us if we don't talk about Whit Quinlan uh, Nina Nunes and Calvillo and Lipsky Catchaware for too long because we've already talked about those fights so we'll give you a quick recap of our thoughts but don't expect any crazy analysis for those a lot of these fights honestly i don't think are are worthy of talking about too much a lot of wide odds you know i'm only looking at four fights where the odds are plus one x or something so uh let's go first fight of the card uh bantamweight division Yousef Zalal taken on damon blackshear blackshear coming into the ufc on short notice The odds for this one have Zalal minus 130 blackshear plus 110 actually a pretty solid fight to kick off the card Black. Blackshear um, is a fighter that was probably getting a UFC soon anyway, uh, but he uh, got called in here on short notice. So Law going down to 135 here, that's something to consider. And Blackshear looks like a, a solid fighter to me. I think he's most comfortable grappling. He's actually a really good defensive grappler. Almost all of his fights I'm watching, his opponents shoot takedowns on him, and he's comfortable defending takedowns. He's comfortable in surviving bad positions on the ground. And, you know, Zalal is kind of the same way. He's really tough to to submit Uh, but I can see Zalaw getting maybe taken down and controlled here for stretches the striking is going to be really even I don't think Blackshear is that comfortable staying at striking range for long periods of time so I would probably give Zalaw a slight edge there And I think Zalal being a slight favorite here is probably right, considering he has the more UFC experience. Uh, But this is a good fight. I think Blackshear will stick around to win UFC fights. And a bet I like here is this fight going the distance. I just don't think these guys really have what it takes to finish each other. Um, Neither guy is a big finisher. Blackshear is pretty good at at submitting people. But uh, Zalal survived a lot of nasty attempts for Seporia on the ground. And I think he can survive here as well. So I like the GTD here.
1: I would lean towards that as well. I know Demon Blackshear. I've seen multiple of his fights in the past. Um, he was always either on the CFFC card or, like, some regional promotions that uh, that uh, have his fights uh, available. So I've seen, you know, him build up. I, I wasn't sure if he would definitely uh, end up in the UFC, but, you know, glad that he did. You know, his last, like, two fights specifically, I think have been pretty good. You know, I do like the fight to go the distance. But the main thing is uh, Zalal moving down makes me a little hesitant on that. I mean, the guy's a fencer. Like, you know, he just throws jabs, runs away, throws jabs, runs away. In his last, in uh, or in the Woodson fight, he did mix it up. and was pressing him into the fence and going for takedowns himself. But I think that's because uh Woodson was just so big and long. I think he's going to look to stay at range here. But I just don't like him's game overall. I don't think this guy is someone who wins UFC fights. Um So I'll, I'll pick them on to win. I think his grappling, if he can get solidify like you know uh establish a takedown I think Zalal will easily give up his back to him uh with and I think Damon's you know totally uh fine with controlling and you know taking it back putting it in a body triangle uh transitioning to you know top positions from there so you know I like Damon I don't know if I'm gonna end up betting him for sure just cause it's at like plus you know even money plus one ten. I hope that some Zalal money does come in. Um, but I'll pick him to win, and I do like it to to go off all three.
0: That's going to take us to a fight that is now in the catch catchweight, 180-pound division, Whit Quinlan. This fight was supposed to happen last week. Uh, we have Quinlan minus 280, Whip 240. So I'm not really exactly sure what happened to cancel this. Apparently, Quinlan had something in his system that uh, uh, Las Vegas didn't approve him of. So they're just moving the fight to California. Not really sure what that is. Uh, you think he, that, that means he's still doping, likely, Ozzy? No oh, idea. Uh, you can just you know go ahead with your your breakdown too.
1: Oh, um, I mean, I'm not interested in this fight. The, the only guy I would bet is on um Jason Witt. You know, uh Quinlan. I mean, he he has decent cardio though, that, so that's why. Like, I'm like I've lost on, I've won on Jason Witt fights, and I've lost on Jason Witt fights, and I've just decided I'm not doing either on any of them going <laughs> forward anymore because. It's just ridiculous. Like, I'm not even gonna say how in what condition I took that L last time when I had him like plus like 130 or 140, 140 I think I had over Phil Rowe. And people say, you know, oh, you should have saw it coming. I did see it coming, asshole. But I was hoping that he could fucking hold the guy down. And he was doing it for like uh what like 70% of the fight he was in control. So I'm done with Jason Witt. I think he's done with the UFC after this fight. Quinlan, I think, could carry some power. We'll hit him on the chin. We'll be able to, you know, dig some underhooks and not let freaking um Jason Witt just, you know, double-leg him and carry him around the cage. So hopefully Jason Witt is gone from the UFC so I don't ever have to see his uh, name on the odds board again. But uh, yeah, I'll pick uh, Josh Quinlan.
0: Yeah, so my read on the fight is that the Quinlan, you know, just starts that dude you on know, Contender Series, right? Knocked him out in 30 seconds. But if you watch Quinlan's uh, fights before that, I think that might have been a little bit of an outlier. He kind of likes to jab and fight slow, and he's fought in LFA and gone the distance against, you know, pretty low tier competition. So, uh, I think that Maybe the fight uh, going longer is the way to play this one. I think maybe the over one and a half and then even Quinlan decision. I can see this being a fight where Wit takes him down and controls him for a bit and then gets up and then gets hurt on the feet and then the rounds over and Quinlan kind of steals the round back with his punches and, you know, maybe not having to cut that extra 10 pounds is going to be good for Witt's chin. He might be able to absorb some strikes a little bit better. Uh, so I kind of like for this fight to, to go the distance and then uh, maybe some Quinlan decision on top for that but honestly either guy has a, has a decent chance to win this fight if it goes to decision so maybe just take a small bet on that plus 165 gtd here and uh you know last last week every fight ended by finish maybe we get some regression this week and uh, every fight ends uh gtd so uh next fight's going to be the flyweight division oday osborne taking on tyson nam osborne minus 270 nam plus 230 you know, Nam is just not that great of a fighter. I mean, he's, uh, I think, what, 38 at, at flyweight here, came into the UFC a little bit too late. And, yeah, 38 at flyweight, that's just not a good formula. The guy does still seem like a decent athlete, but, I mean, I th- I just think it's going to probably fall off pretty hard here as he gets older. And O'Day is, you know, a, a solid fighter. He He's a bit flawed. He He's a little chinny, uh, but... I mean, Nam is just only right hands, man. This guy really only just kind of throws overhand rights and doesn't have a whole lot of ways to set him up, doesn't have good output, doesn't have great cardio, not really a grappling threat either, man. So I just don't see where um, Odea loses this fight Outside of getting caught with that big hand, uh, Nam KO at five to one might even be better than his money line, just because this guy seems like he's only going to win by knockouts to me. So O'Day, I think, is going to give him some problems with the southpaw, the the size here, and you know O'Day's win over uh, C.J. Vergar, I think, is aging pretty well. Um, you know that you know Vergar is a solid fighter, and O'Day was able to take two rounds off him rather easily. So uh, yeah, I like O'Day in this fight. I mean, n- no bets I really see interest in me. Uh maybe the under two and a half. Uh I think they probably are gonna bang it out in this one and somebody's gonna win by knockout. Uh what are you thinking here? Um
1: what's this called? Uh Mason Nam, he has two wins over like the two worst guys to fight ever in the one twenty five to or two very low lowly rated fighters. Overall, I just don't think he has the speed and uh, reflexes that he needs to implement his, like you said, very limited game with the boxing only. Or he's going to have, like, five inches in reach. Um, he throws kicks, so he'll, he's fine to grapple as well. He's got decent timing on the feet. Um, and he throws some decent kind of like counter shots. So, excuse me. So I think he will uh, land a counter or multiple counters on um, – tyson Nam just be ahead of him overall and uh win the fight uh by decision so uh, ode by decision is uh what is that that is so the over is two and a half 105 uh by decision 215 give me that that's 220. that's pretty good so i'll take ode by decision plus 220
0: yeah that's that's not bad i mean i don't think nam has ever been he definitely hasn't been finished in the ufc right i mean i'm sure he's been finished marlon, at some point
1: yeah marlon Moraes is not good now.
0: yeah but i mean he hasn't lost by my knockout in uh nine years so maybe maybe you're on to something by that um okay i changed my mind no more under i like ozzy's uh read on this one so uh lightweight division now gabriel benitez is charlie antiveros uh we have the odds in this one uh antiveros is a huge dog plus two ninety. Benitez minus three sixty-five. So uh any thoughts here, Ozzy? Pretty hilarious nope. fight, I, honestly.
1: Yeah, I mean Antiveros isn't made of glass. The guy's not a not built for this. Uh Benitez is gonna finish him in the first two rounds. Uh so Benitez, uh let's go Benitez by submission. That wow. is uh eight fifty. Give me that. Let's go.
0: Yeah, so Antivirus Veros is a role player indeed. I think he was one of the first guys I deemed a role player, and I think... I think I'm under. I think all my uh, role player reads are, uh, you know, pretty spot on. Uh, this guy is just, you know, not a real fighter. Comes out throwing axe kicks. I would like to see if any books are offering Charlie Ver- uh, Antivero's by axe kick KO in round one because that might be a prop worth stabbing on. This guy honestly, like, is sort of dangerous in the first few minutes. Remember this, this dumbass Steve Garcia, lit- legitimately almost got uh, knocked out uh, multiple times in that fight before. Uh, Eventually, mopping the fourth Antiveros. But, I mean, uh, Garcia's kind of a shit fighter who's not durable as well, and he's still dominated Antiveros. So, uh, I mean, someone's getting finished here early on. It might be a square play, but sometimes these ones come through. But the Benitez KO at minus 140, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure that he's going to be landing some straight left hands, and I doubt Antiveros takes too many of them before falling down. But Ozzy's angle with the sub is decent, too. I mean, it could be a knockdown club and sub type of thing. Uh, enough about that one though women's flyweight division next one of these canceled fights Nina Nunes aka Nina Ansaroff taking on Cynthia Calvillo the odds for this one have Nunes or or Calvillo as the favorite minus 190 Nunes plus 165 I think this line has gotten wider since the last time they fought for Calvillo so people are liking Calvillo now um I guess it's my turn to start this one off man I mean I I think this one should probably go the distance, and I think it probably should be Calvillo. I just give uh, the grappler the edge in this matchup. I mean, honestly, women's MMA coming to the point where you just gotta kind of lean to the grappling, like the the Miller versus Bro, uh, Brogan fight last week. I mean, in in re- in retrospect, it's like one of those women grapples a lot, the other one doesn't, and you know, the one who grapples a lot dominated. So I kind of think that Calvillo will win the fight here. But uh, Nina Nunes, her camp. You know, looking good. Uh, obviously, her, her, her wife, Amanda Nunes, looking good lately. Um, so I was kind of writing Nunes off, thinking that she's a bit too old for this. Uh, don't know, really, really know what her training situation is like. But, uh, you know, Nunes, at, good for Team Nunes uh, a couple weeks ago, her getting her belt back and everything. So I don't know. No real thoughts or bets here for me. Um, I guess goes to distance is probably
1: the best bet. What about you, Ozzy? This is absolutely ridiculous. This is the now third time. I've had to talk about this dog shit fight. Um, I mean, who this Nina? They should have. Man, this fight sucks. I don't know why people are betting on Calvillo that much. I mean, I've always, I've always been thought that Calvillo has like a decent MMA game overall. But at this price, man, I actually think I might click on the Nina side, especially we get to like 180, right, 175, something like that, just because that gives me a low enough bar in the decision equity where, I mean, I don't like, I don't really see Nina finishing Cynthia. So Cynthia, I think is the only one with the finishing equity, but the goes, the distance is very, very short. So I think they're kind of pricing this as neat as Nina's going to get put on the ground and Calvio's going to have an easy time maneuvering around her uh, guard and, you know, all the, all other positions. But I like, I'll, I'll take Nina by, uh, a decision which is uh now just take the money line, just take the money line. But two twenty is not bad. I mean, north of one fifty. This is that's when the line this line is wide. So I think I'll probably take a little Nina. But I mean, if that's a significant wager for you, you know, touch grass.
0: Seek help. Yeah. Um. Next fight is heavyweight division. Lucas Brezky taking on Martin Budai. Uh, Brezky making his UFC debut. Budai here is the favorite at minus 300. Brezky plus 250. Am I saying that guy's name right? Buddy Budai? What what are you calling him here? Budai. Budai. Okay, uh, your turn to start this one off. Say the odds? Uh, Yeah, minus 300. Budai, Bresky
1: 250. Yeah, so I laid some Buddy Budai minus 225. I just think, you know, the guy's not good. right? He's not good overall. But I mean he comes forward he's got pretty good cardio for the heavy like very good cardio I would say for the heavyweight division. he seems pretty durable to me. he keeps his hands up he'll throw a few different you know strikes including illegal ones borderline you know you always like to see that and uh, and you know Lucas I mean he's he, he he only really has like three or four solid minutes in him where he can put in you know significant work on someone who's um resisting and i think Boudet will push the pace or not push the pace control the pace grind on him put put him in the clinch do the same thing he did to barnett honestly you know he'll probably eat a few solid shots in the first two and a half minutes but then after that i think he'll settle him down he'll land some jabs maybe throw a leg kick in there so and when and when very lackluster you know i know people like the over i just i take boudet Boudet's is not gonna lose this guy so i i got martin Boudet.
0: Yeah, um, I think Boudet will win, you know, ra- rather comfortable as well. It's just this guy's margins are going to be always a little thin because his, his main game is kind of pushing against the cage and he does throw some knees in there. But, um, you know, I, I could see, you know, some some round stealing moments, you know, swinging the rounds back mm-hmm. for Bresky. But uh, I mean, I think Boudet should, you know, control this fight. Um, You know, he's he's just good at, at getting the fight to the cage and Bresky. Throw some offense. He has potent offense when he just throws it, but this guy's going to have no way to stop Budai from just pushing him to the cage. Do you, you guys really trust Bresky's footwork? Do you think this Bresky guy is doing you know, uh, footwork drills where he's circling off the cage? Hell no. This guy's going to back up in a straight line and get held against the cage for however long Boudet wants to put him there. So I'm looking to play the fight to go long. Uh, I mean, the way, you know, the, these guys' last fights, um, you know, are a perfect example. I mean, Budai is fighting Chris Barnett, and it goes into the third round. Bresky is fighting some, you know, low-level guy in the Contender Series, and it's going into the third round. I mean, I really think these guys should um, kind of cancel each other out, and the fight should go long. The over one and a half got steamed, so, uh, you know, I'm maybe waiting for it to come out on on Bet Online on the alternate lines before I look to play. Uh maybe starts round three instead, because I, I just think this one's gonna go long. Even GTD a plus one eighty. I mean it's I think that's I think that's a, a good line. I mean Budai Ud- I just doesn't strike me as a finisher and he's gonna be controlling the right? And uh, yeah, I think I think this one could go long. So look to uh, play the fight that way.
1: She ain't one eighty.
0: She ain't a lady, that is true. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of the ladies, we got a next uh, fight next in the one hundred and twenty pound division, uh, Lupe Godinez versus Angela Hill. Uh, Lupe here is the favorite, uh, minus three fifty. Angela Hill plus two eighty five. So imagine if this fight was scheduled like a year and a half ago, Ozzy and I would have been talking about it for like. 15 minutes i would have been passionately defending and betting angela hill but a lot has changed in that time and i i recognize that it is the loopy godina's era Ozzy saw this coming you know a good while ago
1: long um, time ago long time ago i was on it a long time true. ago long it's
0: time ago and i think yeah, uh, outside of one fight for loopy you've you've nailed the reads on loopy so far in the ufc and um you know so so oh, I got in some early numbers on Godinez, earliest of numbers on Godinez. And, uh, you know, I really think, I hate to say it about my girl Angie Hill, but this is an unwinnable fight for her. I don't, I don't see how how Angela wins. And I honestly think that the line is still short on Godinez. I cap her um, minus 600, and that's on the conservative side here. So, I mean, the, the striking... It has potential to be close, but even there, I give the advantage to Godinez. And the wrestling, it just isn't going to be close. Godinez is going to absolutely demolish uh, Hill. Sorry about the motorcycles. Um, but, so yeah, I mean, Godinez uh, is going to double leg Hill. She's going to ran right over her. And there's just no chance that uh, Hill can stop these takedowns. I think Godinez's top game is looking better and better. She just destroyed Carnalosi on the mat. Um, and... You know, I just think this is going to be a terrible fight for Angela Hill. Angela Hill does not grapple, guys. Like when she goes back to the gym, she she just like kickboxes. She hits the bag a little bit. She hits some pads. She's not she's not grappling. She's not wrestling. They came together on really short notice, and it's just uh, very bad news for Hill. So, uh, Godinez is the uh, the what I would say the lock of the century uh, minus three twenty five you know, parlay her with anything else you're confident in because uh, I would be eternally shocked to see this one, uh, to see Angie in this one.
1: Yeah. I don't know why they matched up Angela Hill with another grappler here. I think she's going to get taken down often, you know, and plenty, but she might survive. But I mean, I'm not going to get involved in this fight. You know, I was thinking about like trying to thread the needle and, you know, get like some Godinas by submission. But I just, uh, I don't think she's going to cement, Angela Hill. She's probably not going to even try that hard, and it's just going to infuriate me. So, I'm just going to pass. Godinez is my girl, but this fight is not interesting to me. The fact that they moved it up, you know, makes it even less interesting for me as well. But, you know, Angela Hill, she is, you know, back hometown kind of fight. You know, she was based out of San Diego for a while. Um, Maybe Godinez. Yeah, the thing is Godinas is so reliable to just grapple that Angela Hill is not gonna win. So loop Lu- loopy Godinas. Yeah, that's
0: the main thing is she's just, she's wrestling more and more often in her fights. And if she wrestles, I just don't see how Hill has has any chance here. So um lay the wood on this one. I I recommend it even at these crazy prices. Rare time women's MMA chalk is approved on this podcast. Um next fight, first fight in the main card. Middleweight division, Gerald Mearshart taking on Bruno Silva. Bruno Silva is the favorite here. Um, let's see where are these odds at minus two eighty. GM three coming back plus two forty. Any interest in the old dog here, GM three, Ozzy? I've
1: been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it. But the thing with GM three is like he does not. He doesn't do anything to uh, uh stop offense from coming his way. So, I mean, he's going to have to get fortunate here with, like, you know, uh, some kind of scramble or something like that where, you know, I'm not even necessarily saying he needs to get a submission. It could be just him getting on top of Bruno. But the thing is, he's just going to be there for Bruno to hit. And Bruno's going to start teeing off at some point. I don't know when. But it's going to get to a point where he's throwing overwhelming offense at Gerald Mershart, And Mershart probably will not be able to withstand and, uh, and take those shots. So the not goes the distance here uh, is let's see under one and a half is minus one twenty one. I don't like that. I don't like anything in this fight. I don't like any of the odds available here. Maybe maybe Silva by KO, but uh, I'm I don't think I'm taking GM three. I had a little faith in him against uh, what's his name uh, Jaco, but yeah, I don't think he's gonna win this fight. So I, I think it, it'll be a Bruno Silva win. And, it, you know, I think it'll be a Bruno Silva finish.
0: Yeah, it might be, but I don't know. You can't bet on Silva. K- Silva KO is 60% when his money line is not even 75%. You know? So they're saying he's got like a less than 15% chance to win by decision. I think that's off. I think, um, you know, I mean, this is such a classic GM3 fight. He's fighting a dangerous striker, a guy who's more athletic than him. He's pretty comfortable in this role. Um, but you know he's going to be outgunned on the feet by a pretty big margin here he's going to be get hit, hit with hard shots and he's going to have to grapple super urgently to uh, avoid getting knocked out here and he doesn't exactly do that he kind of he kind of grapples like reactively he waits till he gets rocked before finally shooting his first takedown which is just not good um, but one bet could be interesting here. Fight starts round two. They have it at minus one thirty-two on Fanduel. I mean, th- that's like saying that this fight is going to end in round one, like forty-five percent of the time. I mean, I think that's off. I think GM three is tough enough to, to survive a little bit. You know, he's gonna he's gonna lay on his back if he gets hurt, or he's gonna initiate a clinch if he gets hurt. I think he's tough enough to last at least a round. I don't think he's gonna get you know blasted like Chimaev did. And just Put them out ready. So, uh, maybe look to play that, and always look to live at GM3 here. Um, enough about that one. Next fight is in the women's uh, bantamweight division. Now, fight also was supposed to happen last week. Arian Lipsky taking on Priscilla Cachoeira. This fight is going up ten pounds in weight, and the odds are about the same. Lipsky minus one ninety, Catchuera plus one sixty five. So. I mean, I, I was kind of leaning Lipsky last week. Um, I mean, I think she's the more skilled fighter of the two. It's just Cachoeira is insanely durable. She keeps coming forward and she's, you know, a hard fighter to beat really cleanly because she just always finds a way to come back. And, uh, you know, I think I think Lipsy might actually struggle with her her physicality a little bit, and I'm kind of thinking that this is is on the dog or pass side of things now. I think uh, you know catch aware at these late prices, if she keeps going up, might be worth a play, um, just because it's gonna be it's gonna be some sloppy low level shit. And last week, um, you know, I'll, I'll pass it over. Ozzy, Ozzy liked up in this fight last week. I'm interested in it, to see if he still likes it. I think I'm a little more hesitant on it, but I might end up on it still. So uh, I'll pass it over to you.
1: Oh yeah, man. Give me the ghost distance again. I don't give a fuck. More weight, less weight, different location, West Coast, mid-fucking West time zone. I don't care where it is. These girls are not finishing each other. Even better. Even better. We got the big cage. So we got an extra however many square feet to fucking work in there for Lipsky to run away from Priscilla Cachuera. If if Ji-Yoon Kim had the 30-foot octagon there's no way Priscilla finds her with those elbows. There's no way Priscilla wins that fight. and uh and yeah, the same thing's gonna happen here. It's gonna be Lipsky by decision. I don't care who wins who wins. It's gonna be someone by decision. and uh and yeah, I mean, I bet that shit more now this week. I think the over was minus like 210 last week or 200. Maybe it's 170 now. Give that shit to me again. So yeah, load up. There's no finish happening. You know, so yeah, that's those are my thoughts on that that fight.
0: I think I'll still bet it, but a, a little. I'm gonna go a little smaller than I was planning yeah, to last week. Smaller. I'm taking yeah, taking the coward's yeah. way out. Um, pussy. <laughs> um. All right, enough about that one. Let's see. Two oh five next. Devin Clark taking on as Matt Dev Clark's underdog plus one twenty five. Uh, Murzakhanov minus one forty five
1: here. So. uh you're trying to start this one off. Here. If some people are excited about this fight, they want to bet on Devin Clark. Oh, and I like Devin Clark. You know, I've bet on Devin Clark multiple times. I've also bet against Devin Clark multiple times. Um, And I feel like I have usually a pretty good read on him. Oh, you know, Devin Clark's got a good motor. I'll give him that. And in a fight against a guy like Merzikhanov, I would say that it that is important. Because Merzikhanov, when he is... Playing out his offense, if you can absorb it, you know, or skirt away a little bit, you know, it takes him a little bit to recharge, you know what I mean? And it does, especially if it goes in into later rounds. So that's like the attribute I would say that I like the most about Devin Clark. He's good in between. He's good in keeping a steady pace, keeping you under consistent danger. Um, so I can understand why people, you know, are betting Devin Clark. I definitely would not lay juice on fucking like, off like. He's just not I mean he can knock out Devin Clark, but the thing is like not a lot of guys knock out Devin Clark and he only has real power with his left hand. So yeah, I'll probably pick yeah, I'll pick Devin Clark, but um I don't wanna bet on this fight anymore. So you know the rest of these lines now are, are of no interest to me.
0: No, you can't pick a dog and not bet him. You gotta bet him. Like I, I do whatever you got, I want. You gotta, gotta bet Dev Clark. I got Dev Clark here. Um this man's just a, a workhorse. You know, he's, uh, like Ozzy was saying, good in all areas of the fight. Uh, you know, last fight against William Knight, I think probably the best performance of his career. And this is a guy who always had, you know, a solid skill set, but just, you know, got unlucky a few times, never had the best of chin. Uh, but, you know, I really think this guy's getting better and, you know, still coming into his own here. And Mertzikanov, man, uh, we got, you know, fucking hosed on his last fight, taking ch- uh, Tafon, Tafon Decision. And just way on our way to victory there before, um, you know, that crazy flying knee knockout. And, you know, Tafon is just a, a slow striker, nothing too crazy in the feet. And he was piecing Mursikhanov up. And I think that uh, Mursikhanov is, uh, you know, just getting st- steadily getting overrated here. That that undefeated record, the Russian name, people are just thinking this guy's a lot better than he is. But he's nothing special. He's, uh, you know, kind of a low volume south ball striker. And uh, you know Dev Clark is, I think, is going to be the better wrestler here. Uh, I think he's got the more reliable cardio, and you know it's going to be a close, close striking fight. But I, I like Clark to get the fight against the cage, maybe get on top here, and uh, just make the fight dirty and you know grind out another victory here. So I like Dev Clark here. Uh, the the prices are still good, man. Like even at this plus one twenty five, he uh, he's good, and he should maybe be the slightest of underdogs here. So. Next fight, crazy this fight is even happening on a UFC pay per view or on a UFC card, let alone the third uh top fight on the card. Uh, I haven't even looked into pronouncing these women's names, Yasmin versus uh Lucindo, where we'll go with uh, so Yasmin is the favorite here, uh, minus 200, Lucindo plus 170. Ozzy, I'm dying to hear your thoughts on this one. it's uh, your it, turn. Oh, it is son of a bitch um, well. Uh, I really enjoy watching some more, um, you know, uh, gymnasium fights. I like to call them every now and then you get these women coming into the UFC and you watch their fights on YouTube and they're just like in the middle of like a high school gymnasium or something like that. And like their friends are filming the fight. Um, and they just always produce some fun fights to tape. Um, so, you know, Lucindo is a body lock trip, takedown gal, you know, that's, she does every one of her fights. She gets to the body lock, she trips her opponents and she, she grapples really low level opponents but she does seem to have like a consistent uh path uh to win fights she, that she's comfortable in that game and you know that's a good that's a good idea you know even if it's a a sloppy process at least it's some process at all yasmin uh you know she looks like the much more dangerous striker for sure um she looks like maybe an okay defensive grappler but there's just not much footage of her out there defending takedowns um but she does have a win over um. Chris Adams, who is a, a woman who trains in Philadelphia, who I know is as a solid woman fighter. She knocked her out in, I think, the first round, so that's an impressive victory uh, for Yasmin, and I think she probably is going to piece up Lucindo while it's on the feet. Uh, it's just a matter of can she defend those takedowns? Uh, in a way, it kind of reminds me of uh, Cheyenne Baez versus uh, Monstrat Ruiz back in the day, where um, Baez, you know, was, was sure to outstrike her, and all uh, Ruiz had was that head and arm throw, but it still worked to get her that decision, so um, you know, I'd say Yasmin has the higher ceiling of the two uh, as a career, but I'm not ready to lay that minus 200 juice on her. She has to prove to me that she can defend takedowns before I do it, or before I uh, endorse that. So I, I it's Lucindo or pass, man.
1: Favorite or pass. So the, rare, the rare distinction. Passed no, no. You said no, favorite I, or pass? No, I said, Luc- said other-
0: Lucindo or pass. That's oh. dog or pass.
1: Oh, my, my, my bad. It's cool, um, bro. Yeah, I don't really give a shit about this fight, but I mean, I think that Yasmin is the side. I, earlier in the week, I watched Yasmin and I was not impressed. I was because even the girl that Martian's talking about, like, she literally turns away from her after she's getting, like, her head bashed in on the feet. She just, like, running away. She gives up. Um, but Yasmin, I mean, she moves in and out. She plays with the distance a little bit. You know, it's harder you know, just lock her down, I think we're in the big cage, so, you know, I think she, she, she will benefit from that, you know, this girl, uh, Lucendo's fighting in, like you said, those little cages in, in Brazil, fighting complete bums as well, but the thing is, she's been fighting for a long time, I mean, this girl had a pro fight when she was, like, 15, which is insane, as the Giants fumble in preseason football, no, nothing new, um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I feel that, Lucindo's just not going to be able to get the offense going early. Yasmin's probably going to get out to a lead. But, I mean, you never know what these girls, you know, I like, I usually like betting on the girl that has the better uh, ground game. But I feel like the way that, yeah, uh, Lucindo looks to get the fights to the ground is, should be easy enough for Yasmin to defend. But I don't think Yasmin's that great of a prospect. Just after I looked at Lucindo again, I was like, all right, like, Probably her game doesn't work, you know, at 20. You know, she's got some years to, you know, go through. So I'll take the Mexican Yasmin for the win. How the
0: hell did these women get on a UFC card? They got signed out, right? They didn't get contender series. They didn't get a fighter. The Mm -hmm. UFC was like, yeah, these women are good enough. Let's bring them in right now.
1: If you Uh, dominate Combate, which is a a high-level organization in North America, um, you get in. As simple as that,
0: that's, I guess that's the case. Um, so that takes us to event. Actually, a pretty fun matchup here. Uh, Featherweight Division David Onama taking on Nate the Train, Landware and uh, Onama minus 330, Landware plus 270. Major steam coming in Onama this week. He was under two to one, uh, you know, like last week, I believe. Yeah, the same time last week, he was minus 187, now all the way down to minus 330. The market's loving Onama. Uh, what are you thinking on this one, Ozzy?
1: I love it. I love this fight. I feel, I think Nate was supposed to fight, Um, uh, what's his name, Zuhugov, which is a way higher level fight than David Onama. There's no way. I saw, I don't remember who said it. There's some person on the podcast I listened to. They're like, oh, yeah, like, I'd be shocked if Onama. I think maybe it was on the Kenny Florian podcast or the John Anik and Florian podcast. The, the, the guy they have on is like, I'd be shocked. If this Onama guy, you know, doesn't turn out top five, I'm like, top five? What the fuck is this guy watching? And I think it's just recency bias. You know, you see a guy get a few nice KOs, you know, fight from left, southpaw, fight from, you know, orthodox, you know, show some takedowns. And you're like, oh, man, this guy's so good. But the fact is, this guy's defense is not that great on the feet. He looks, I mean, I'm not saying that he's not durable, but, I mean, he gets hit with so many shots. And, like, you know, I think that you they clearly affect him albeit the guy's got power he throws a diverse set of strikes out there he showed some grappling in his last fight but nate Landwehr is a completely different test than onama is used to onama does have the knee in his arsenal that has put um nate down multiple times but i just liked i liked when he was coming into ufc i was shocked when he lost to herbert burns but when he was coming into UFC, I was like, "All right, like I like this guy's skill set. I like what he can do." You know, he he fought, and he's fought only tough guys since then. He has not fought as smart as he as he's uh, has he's could, like able to. Uh, you saw that a little bit more in the in the the um, Klein fight. Smart pressure, using the clinch, you know, using the straight punches. You know, uh, going for takedowns, threatening that choke, that anaconda. He tried to use it multiple times, and I just think the guy's a good, uh good fighter. Smart, ov- not that smart, but you know, knows that he he needs to he can't just fight in one way and win effectively. And uh, yeah, if he if he shores up any of the defense, ha- holds his hands up any higher. And uh, is able to come into the pocket on his terms. I think this fight is more closely to like minus 150 for David Onama. So I've got Nate uh, for for a little bit. I got him as a bet this week. Um, one of my favorite bets on the card. You know, so I'm going dog hunting 270. Very very good price. Very good number. I already got some 260. So I I, I added a little bit 270. Um, and yeah, that's uh that's that's one of my favorite plays in the card. I like I like a uh, Nate Landwehr.
0: Yeah, I'm agreeing with what you're saying, and you know Nate is a guy who I was high on when he came into the UFC, and then I kind of lost a little bit of faith in him. Uh, But then you know now I think it's the time to like get back on. I kind of felt the same way with Jeff Neal. I really liked Neal in his early career, lost a little faith when he was losing, and now that now that he's you know a, a dog again in these fights, um, you know I'm back having some faith in him, and I just think that. Landwehr is getting way undervalued in this fight i mean i agree with your assessment of onama this guy uh the fans the market just think he's a lot better than he is i guess it's just the fact that he's a, a really good athlete and he gets away with a lot of stuff but you know skill wise man i don't think this guy's anything great i mean armfield uh what's the guy's name right yeah armfield was having you know success he was landing strikes i think he did he even take onama down once or twice i, I thought uh, armfield yeah
1: i think he 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 they they, they, they grappled they you know they... Are, they stay they mated like once or twice. Yeah.
0: Um, and I mean Onama was like what seven hundred in that fight and didn't even look remotely minus seven hundred. I just think these the market is just getting way too high on this guy and they're doing it time and time again. And you might as well wait before betting because it seems like this action, this parlay action on Onama just keeps coming in and we might even get over three to one on land where won- at some point, uh, maybe on fight day. And. You know, I just think Nate's going to be in his face the entire time. I think that, uh, you know, Onama's not going to have much success defending or, or hitting his own takedowns here. Nate's a pretty solid defensive grappler. And I think it's just going to be a striking fight. Maybe Onama, his power is a little bit better than we expect. And uh, Landwehr's head will be, you know, on the center line for Onama to hit. But... I mean, if Lanware doesn't get hurt and, and finish here early, man, he's gonna make this a dog fight. He's gonna be an anonymous face the full fifteen minutes. And Lanware's got good cardio. He comes on strong in the later rounds. Uh the Klein win that was a really good win where he billed uh, as that fight went and eventually submitted him in the later rounds. So uh, you know, I think I think uh the market is sleeping eight here and I think it's uh, for sure Nader an pass and uh I'll probably end up on Nate for a smaller bet uh than Ozzy, but um But I'm going to have a bet on him here uh, as well. It's going to be the main event time. uh, Bantamweight division. Uh, Marlon Vera taking on Dominate the Dominator. Cruz. Marlon Vera minus 240. Dom Cruz plus 205. Uh, Do you want to start this one off first, Ozzy? Or do you want me to go? No, No, you go. All right. Well, um, this is an amazing fight. You know, uh, you got to love both of these guys. Um, But I think this line is getting a little crazy, you know. Uh, Marlon Vera, his he has a very typical fighting style where he he often loses his fights for a, a good portion of the fight, and then starts building into the fight as it goes on. He starts coming back. He's very comfortable losing uh, around two rounds, and then still coming back and uh, finishing these guys or winning by decision. And he's you know very impressive in that matter. Um, it's happened you know half a dozen times throughout his career, and he he really has made a habit out of it. And uh, you got to be aware of that betting against this guy because uh, your bet might be looking good early, but you always got to be concerned about that comeback from Vera. But considering that I think the Dom Cruz has a a really good chance to win some of these early rounds, I think Dom Cruz is going to win two or maybe even three of the first three rounds here. I mean, I just think it's crazy that, that he's a two to one dog in that sense and it's going to be a fight where you have to watch the live line you're going to have to see how Cruz is looking see how his energy is looking uh if he can sustain that that high wrestling pace four or five rounds um But, I mean, I I think Cruz is definitely going to have some early success here with the takedowns. Vera's takedown defense remains pretty poor. He goes full guard on his back. He doesn't really have great uh, scrambling ability to get off of his back. And he settles in that bottom position. So, I think that we're going to see Cruz hit some takedowns here. I don't think he's going to keep Vera down with ease. I think he's probably going to have to drag him back down the mat a few times but even on the feed this is going to be a competitive fight uh you know Vera is definitely going to have the more power of the two but Cruz is no you know obviously uh, a tremendous striker uh we did see him get briefly wobbled by Pedro Munoz in his most recent fight uh, but he also recovered um, amazing from that. He got hurt, dropped a little bit in round one and just immediately recovered, immediately got right in Pedro's face and kind of took over the fight after that moment. So it shows that Cruz is able to get hurt and still be able to come back. And I think that's big for this fight. So I think Vera might have some shots that he lands on Cruz at times, but I don't think he's going to put Cruz out of there. I think it's going to be a five round decision for either guy. And I think Cruz um, with the experience advantage, with the way better record, in decisions Ozzy will probably mention that when he talks about his but uh you know Cruz is just really really good in decisions Mar- Mar- Marlon Vera is not good in decisions uh and uh Cruz is just a grinder man he knows what he has to do to win this fight an extremely intelligent fighter former champion and honestly probably top fighters all time and I think that he really hasn't lost too many steps here even though he is getting up there in age he has been a little inactive I still think he's you know uh, an elite tier fighter and I think he's gonna be the the clearest guy to be betting on here at plus 205 it might even continue to go up some books are having even higher than 205 so you might as well wait to bet on Cruz Uh, but I I like Cruz here for um, probably a unit and a half um, is what I'm going to be settling at here for Cruz.
1: Yeah, then, so I mean, wait, can
0: I, can I mention one more thing too? The um, the yeah. the most the most takedowns prop is the one I was talking about for this fight. I don't know if you've seen it, Ozzy, but DraftKings hanging Cruz most takedowns at minus one twenty, and you can build a you know a, a same game parlay around there and get Cruz most takedowns hey, at be, minus one
1: twenty. So, so you, but you cannot bet Cruz most takedowns. Why not? Right? Saying, do you need to put it in the same game parlay? Oh, is you like you can do like that you can make.
0: Well, you can do like like to go like a uh, one and uh I don't know two and a half minutes. Like you can do, you can parlay it with like over but, but, half okay. a round at but minus you, three.
1: Though. You do need to make it a same game parlay. Yeah. Okay. So when you what say I those did odds, about. when you say those odds, is it if you do most takedowns? So and if he, the fight over it, half a round?
0: Yeah, it still comes out to minus 120.
1: Still does. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, my turn?
0: Yes. Go okay.
1: ahead. So, great fight. I mean, um, you know, I, I wish that they would have done actually the Jose Aldo fight for Dominic Cruz and then put Mirab versus Cheeto. But whatever. It's all good. Two California guys, main eventing. You know, I love it. Um, I think that uh, this is a good fight for Dominic Cruz overall. I mean, if you just look at Cheeto, the way he approaches these fights, a lot of times he's not going first. Um, you see against uh, Rob Font, he's just going backwards most of the time. Or if they're at range, you know, Rob Font will throw his combination. You know, Cheeto will take it on his hands or whatever he was doing. Um, and and then you know, some seconds later, he uh, he decides to start answering back. I just think that's suicide against Dominic Cruz. I think Cheeto's best chance and what he's probably going to look to do, honestly, is he's going to look for those intercepting shots. Like try to clip Dominic Cruz with, with, with a few punches here and there, you know, as Dominic Cruz is kind of like rushing in and, you know, uh, you know, switch, switch, uh, switching stances, coming forward, throwing his his shots. But I mean, the narrative that Dominic Cruz is like a complete point fighter. You know, know these things. I mean, I don't know if these people watch fights, but like, would you describe a point fighter? You know, fl- throwing four, or five punch, you know, flurries like he was doing against Pedro Munoz and Casey Kenny. Would you Would you consider that a point fighter? You know, uh, I, 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 I personally don't. You know, I think, you know, it's one thing if you're throwing the strikes like that and, you know, they're fight ending, they have fight ending intentions. It's like when he was, um, when he's fighting Uriah Faber, even then, you know, he ends up dropping Uriah Faber in the second fight because he's, he throws these punches hard. And, you know, that being said, the guy does not have natural power, tons of natural power, but he's got speed. He's got insane timing, the best probably timing we've ever seen in MMA. Um, and he he bewilders these guys. These guys do not understand how to hit him. And you know, Cruz, he's seeing shit differently than the, than the guys that he fights when he is you know in, in in the right mode. And I think right now he is in the right mode. He was able to have that Casey Kenny fight. You know, after uh you know he took that Henry Cejudo fight. It was the middle of the pandemic or the beginning of the pandemic. You know, very very weird awkward fight there. You're literally getting the same odds right now for Dominic Cruz after his last two performances um that you got against henry cejudo when he was coming off like a three-year layoff or whatever i, I forget how, how how long uh exactly but i mean he's been able to have two camps back to back where i think the the results of the fight were good both of them you know i i, I liked uh, like i said how his hands were looking the angles that he throws his strikes for from are still there um his cardio is Still there, he threw more strikes in his three round fight against Pedro Munoz, where he did spend like half a minute, more than half a minute, just rocked, you know, getting stunned, like having to hold positions. He threw more strikes in that fight than Cheeto Vera did in the entire Rob Font fight. And I mean, people will see the results of that Rob Font fight in terms of the damage on the guy's face and the fact that he went down, right? But Cheeto also landed, you know, tons of strikes on Rob Font, and there were three strikes that put Rob Font down Uh, jump knee. Uh spinning you know wheel kick to the head and then one left hook, so you tell me you think that he's gonna be landing kicks easily on Dominic Cruz to his head. when have you ever seen that? now, like I say this, Dominic Cruz he dips, he moves his head a lot, you know he he does have it unprotected in there uh and Cheeto does throw some some solid kicks he he's looking to finish the fight uh consistently, but I like my chances, especially when you're giving me I mean even at even dude, if this was even money. I would be thinking, I'm like, hmm. Like if you're giving me like plus 110, 115, I'm thinking. I'm like, ah, like Dominic Cruz, should I take him here? Maybe do could I get a better live number? Probably not. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about it then. If I'm getting 205, like I'm all, all in. I'm you know, there's not even a doubt, like not one, you know, question comes into my head thinking that. The uh, the return is the potential return being better on the Cheeto Vera side. Just crazy. I think it's a casual bet. I'll use that. I'm gonna keep using that term. Hopefully, I could go undefeated undefeated with that. You know, be like 35 and 0 on uh. You know, use uses of casual bets. But I think Cheeto Vera is a very casual bet. The guy. You know, he's going to have to change up his style, I think, a lot to be Dominic Cruz. Even his leg kicks, dude, he crippled O'Malley with leg kicks. Bro, O'Malley is not Dominic Cruz, and Dominic Cruz moves way better than these guys that Cheto Vera has been fighting. You know, the, like, don't compare him to Frank Yeager. This guy's four years younger, was not taken on— all... Frank Yeager went to the Shadow Realm by Cody—not uh, uh, um, Cody, uh not Corey, Corey Sanhagen eight months, nine months before that Vera fight. You know, the guy was just fragile, super fragile. So I'm going to make Vera prove it to me again. So I got him at plus 205. I haven't bet him yet because it's been going up. It's just been going up. But I was interested at 150. Like I said, 165, 185. You know, just the amount that I'm going to bet is going to be bigger. And the more I'm going to uh, try to be, you know, considerate on where, how I'm placing it, I'll see in that decision only line, you know, I'm going to be on that. And, yeah, like, I love Dominic Cruz in this spot. I think this guy's still a top five uh, Bantamweight. And, I mean, who in, like, the top five Bantamweights against each other? None of them really should be plus, like, 205. Like, you learned in the Aljamain Sterling fight that you can't make those the guys that much of a favorite. I mean, Dominic Cruz could just take him down and hold him in a body triangle. Like jose aldo did like cheeto just is a strange fighter he gets held like that against jose aldo in a fight that he knew he needed to win the third round he knocks down Rafa in the fourth round where you know he stands over him for a minute doesn't even try to finish you know he hits him with that hbk fucking switching music kick and it ends the fight on you know a, a, a good note but that was his super bowl and uh now he's got to come into san diego talking all this shit about dominic cruz let's see and if you look at it, dude, he absorbed two hundred and seventy-one strikes from Rob Font three months ago. That shit ain't good for you. So, give me Dominic Cruz. I think he's got. We got all the intangibles on our side. We got a lot of the upside on our side, and I'm very, very confident that uh, he's gonna look good on Saturday.
0: Sounds good. So, Ozzy's definitely more confident than me, but I'm. Uh, I'll be riding that train as well. And uh, that's going to do it for this podcast, uh, you know, coming in uh, about 45 minutes for this card, you know, some uh, some compact information there. And that's going to bring us to our best bet parlay of the week. I have mine in uh, in mind. I'll go first and go ahead and say it. It's going to be the Zalal Black Shear GTD at minus one ninety. And uh, what's it going to be for you, Ozzy?
1: All right. I'm going to give you two for the l- more faint of heart bet from last week we roll it to this week Lipsky, uh kachera kachero over or yeah now we'll switch it to the over actually so we'll switch it whichever one people want but i'm gonna officially switch it to the over minus 170 as opposed to the one 155 or 146 whatever uh goes the distance i'll switch it to that and then for the less faint of heart i'm gonna cruise plus 205 for me my official one will be Dominic Cruz at at that pl- big plus 200 number. But, I mean, if some people want to parlay the three of them, you know, I, I don't mind. You know, if you want to do a little more safe uh, juice juice uh, play like you with yours where you're getting close to even money. But my official best bet, what I'm going to bet the most money on, is Dominic Cruz.
0: All right. So that's going to be Cruz. Uh, plus 195 DraftKings combined with minus 190 DraftKings on the GTD comes out to plus 350. So some big plus money on this week. And I'm uh, feeling good about it. You know, two, two main money crews and Clark um, going to be looking to do that. Uh, the, the Boudet fight going long and uh, got loopy early money. Um, maybe some uh, some Quinlan decision as well. But uh, that'll do it. That'll do it. Any one, closing one thoughts One second. Here?
1: Yes, exactly. Thank you for throwing it back. I've got a few Bellator plays that I like. So I'm taking Neiman Gracie the main event. I'm taking Moldovsky in the co main event. Both those are down to 175 on DraftKings. I like both those prices or anywhere, anywhere under 200. I think both those guys should be north of minus 200. Um, and I like, uh, I'm just riding the juice. I like uh, Vanderford over uh, Aaron Henry. I'm actually very confident in that uh Vanderford uh Vandeford sure. side. So
0: they're all minus one seventy-five right now, too.
1: Yep. So I like those three. Um and then the uh goes the distance or GTD in the uh go uh Said fight. So those are four Elator MMA plays, pitch and I'll throw a uh, PFL one, PFL side I like. Um let's scroll down to this here. Um I'm going against a lot of people. I you know a lot of people like C. I actually prefer Carlos Leal there. I think that uh, he's gonna be able to mix it up and uh, and win that fight. So, uh, those are there. There's five plays. That's that's pick 'em minus 105, minus 101. Uh, those are five plays that I uh, I got this week.
0: Damn, valuable yeah. information being given out. Um, mine mine will be Kish money line. no, I'm sorry, Bennett money line parlay it with uh. Lupi dina's money line that's the, wow. that's the that's the women's mma lock juice parlay um and that'll do it that'll do it so we'll we'll be all uh back next week before ufc 278 i think or two i think that's the number and uh that'll do it thank you all for listening hope you all enjoy the podcast we'll win some bets and we'll see you all before the next ufc event peace out out everybody